Hey comic collectors, welcome to the Comic Collector's Corner, a podcast for the average collector by someone just like you. My name is Matt, but I go by Mr. Comics A9 on YouTube. In this podcast, we discuss all the comics, movies, and shows from Marvel and DC to Image Independence Publishers. If it is a following, my goal is to bring it forward in the comic book community for you to enjoy. So please give this podcast a follow and sit back and relax while we talk about the history of our characters, essential moments in the books, and our hand-picked recommendations to help the average collector like you and me to grow their comic book collections in their own way. Thank you for watching. Hello everyone, how's it going? Welcome to, if you're watching my YouTube, it's Comics 89 Reviews. And if you're listening to the podcast, you're listening to uh, Comics Collecting, uh, Comic Collecting Corner. Uh, <laughs> I tripped for the name, I apologize. Welcome to the reviews of Amazing Spider-Man number 21 and 22, our Legacy 615 and 616. I'm just gonna start off by saying it. This is the story arc I have been well worth. I've been waiting for. It's well worth the wait for it to finally reach this point here. You know, it's, this was just a lot of fun. This was just a lot of fun. These two issues were very interesting. Just definitely worth the wait, in my opinion. So let's just rather than waste some time, let's get down to it. So Amazing Spider-Man number twenty-nine. Here we go. Written by Zeb Wells, John Romita Jr. Penciler, Scott Hanna Artwork or Inker, Marco Minez Colorist, and Vince Joe VC's Joe Caramunga's Letterer. So here it is. We're finally figuring out a year and a half ago what mysteriously happened to Peter Parker. You know, <laughs> starts off a little fun here, a little dual thing on either page. You know, Peter Parker waking up thinking he's late or multitasking, barely late, uh, barely late out the door, Mary Jane, well, she's trying to get her kids to put on the shoes and go to the park, you know, just one of those things, you know, then they exit the doorway, and there we have snow, wait, no, it's a sunny day on the other side, turns out it's a mysterious guy in a storm, and it is him. He came back. You know, Paul takes the kids to safety. They're going to meet up later because when they're safe. And then just one year earlier in big black letters or big letters across two black pages. Because apparently there is a guy. I'm going to get this name wrong. His name is, what is his name? Rico, Rico. It starts with an R. I can't see it now. But it's that uh, it's it's a Mayan or Aztec god from Amazing Spider-Man 555 to 557, I think it is. He shows up after a human sacrifice because uh, he figured out the math in his cell. He's turning out he's the guy in the shining light at the uh, end of Amazing Spider-Man 894. Comes busting in through Mary Jane's apartment after you know she invited Mary Jane to move in. Mary Jane invited Peter to move in, and so just starts the fight. He grabs Mary Jane by the wrist after he blasts Peter off his feet. Turns out he ends up marking her. Peter knocks him out of the room, dresses up as a fireman suit, hops after him, beating him up the whole way down. 
and then he just and uh sorry my mistake i, I tripped up my words and then like i please don't kill me don't kill me and then brands peter parker in the chest with both hands just boom very interesting fun very interesting fight this very interesting uh yeah, Amazing Spider-Man 555, 557. It manages it in these little thumbnail here. All right, his notes. And there's a there's a line here I don't quite understand. I'm guessing it's the uh, a prophecy from the from the other books. It reads, "A storm from the void, not north or south, from Zabalba, from darkness mouth. Your time is short. The, the end is near. Darkness takes all you hold dear." Blood red eyes, murderous urges from sacred death, a god emerges. And uh, I guess here is his name Rebin, Rabin, R A B I N. So take what you will. I'm just going to call him R R Robin. I'm just going to call him Robin. So I apologize if that's wrong. And so he marks Peter Parker. His chest is glowing. Mary Jane in the lobby after things, notices her wrists is glowing because she is marked and then zap they wind up in a i i first i guess they wind up in zabulba <laughs> i originally called it hell york because it looked a little bit like new york but you know look a big old snake lizard aztec god creature and that was just what it is zeb wells this was an interesting, great way to get started. You know, I I understood. I was understanding you know, to see Peter Parker and Mary Jane back. I love the the seeing the relationship. Loved them so much. Mary Jane, the way they were, she was interacting with Peter. You know, the, her the attitude she gave towards Robin when he you know came bussy in. I have no idea beforehand any of I didn't I haven't I have not read 557 555 in those issues there when I was collecting them so I had no back knowledge at all to dwell from honestly so for someone who had no idea who this guy was or who this god supposedly mentions in that prophecy it did not bother me at all I loved it and so or it didn't bother me at all. I wasn't angry. I, I was confused. I found it very interesting. So I loved it. This, I don't think I had a single issue wrong with this book, honestly. The artwork, you know, it explains, you know, even, even the whole, even the very beginning here where Peter is basically waking up and, uh, Running late, multitasking, and barely late out the door. Mary Jane fighting with her kids, you know, to get out of the, go to the park because the boy does, you know, did not hate the park, but didn't hate the park before. Whereas her daughter or the girl is, she's thinking, do clowns have ears? But anyway, it's just that whole parents with young kids vibe, which I could relate to, and just. Those only minute scenes there in the beginning, setting up the here comes the storm and Robin inside of it. But ultimately, this issue I had no problems at whatsoever. This solid, uh, I actually know A plus for this issue. I give this issue an A plus. I had not a single thing 
bad to say about it. A single thing, you know, just this made the ridiculously long it felt like year that we had to do to get this book back or to get this story. We were waiting for 20 issues to read the story to start reading the story, and it did not disappoint. So, A plus for Amazing Spider-Man number 21. High praise. Awesome. Here we go. Amazing Spider-Man number 22. The uh, the God. I, I I'm I'm gonna be mispronouncing the names up the wazoo, so I apologize. All right. It opens up with a reporter, you know, catching in on the uh, Rob in the middle of the storm. Norman's watching in screens. You know, Peter was right. He came back. He found his way back. And uh, he wants to a support team to be ready to launch five minutes. You know, for some reason, Camilla Khan or Miss Khan is in this book, in this page here. You know, as he looks at his gold goblin suit. And then that's the end of that. I mean, I don't know. It's just... So then here we go. One year ago, we flipped back in. We're in. Zabulba, you know, the spirit world, I guess, for the Aztecs. We got Peter and MJ, you know, the, for days they've been on the move, just running this lizard, T-Rex-looking Aztec demon thing. Bust to the wall, trying to get at him. Peter takes a swipe, but for some reason, he, like, morphs around him. He doesn't hit him, but then this, but then the Aztec dinosaur... Bops him just fine. Makes contact. Peter's getting beat up. MJ's on the run. Excuse me. She bumps into a mysterious figure. Saying to move to one side. And he pulls out this weird looking gun. It kind of looks like a uh, Mercury Wings. Um, and blasts the creature. And it kills him. And it just kills him, and then figure takes off his hood because after he said, "I just disrupt you just to disrupt their symbology," which I didn't, frankly didn't understand in this issue. He takes out his hood. It is Paul. Paul is in Zabulba. He's talking about more symbolism or symbols as he opens up a some sort of safe house and reveals his, you know, his workshop, his home, whatever it is, a safe space. Peter's talking about, you know, you know, him talking about symbols. Peter, Peter's saying that's kind of like his totems, you know. And it's just very interesting. We see them talking about how he was, uh, he worked with a guy. He worked with a guy who, uh, or he worked with Doctor Robin, who basically sent him here. With a message for uh, what was his name? Uh, I had the issue here. I had the thing. Anyway, I guess he sent him there. It looked like much part of it was a message. Part of it seemed like it was a exile. I didn't understand that part of it, but more talking. And we see at the table that spider-looking device that we saw from issue number one in the crater. And it turns out it's a tech, kind of technology, spider symbology technology to travel to different 
realities among the quantum strings, you know, from Spider-Verse and all that, looks like. And so Peter thinks he can fix it. Uh, on the outskirts of a, on New York, looks like, we see Robin doing more ancient language, carving symbols into the ground, where he summon, ends up summoning Wyatt, Wyatt, uh, Wyatt, yeah, why, way up, way up, there you go, way up, that, uh, the god from the front cover, um, who takes offense that, uh, he's bathing, I think, or he's unclean, yeah, he takes offense that his moral, some of him is unclean, and, Talking to him, going, hey, I know where the sun. Uh, I come here to repair our bond, and he comes with the sacrifice, the sun blood. We end up back in, you know, back a year ago. Looks like in um, Sebulba, Peter's working away fixing fixing the device. Uh, talking with Paul. Yeah, he Paul was his guinea pig a long time ago. I sent him here to deliver a message to Wyep. And they carved in them, just they marked. Turns out, you know, they're both marked, and that the only way this uh, Yep escapes from this dimension is by um, killing the symbol, or, or killing a symbol, finishing the ceremony, and has to kill Spider-Man, which Mary Jane takes notice of. Wyatt busts through the well, busts the wall in Sebulba, calling for sun blood. And Peter's trying to tell everyone to run. He'll slow them down. And just again, he's losing the fight, losing the fight. Paul's helping a little bit with some sort of energy octopus kind of gun, you know, to disrupt the symbology or confuse confusing Spider-Man's symbology to buy him time, you know, change what he's after, kind of a thing. MJ, you know, Peter's trying to hand off the spider to MJ, go, go, bring help, and all that, Save, you know, get safe, bring help. Uh, more, you know, Spider-Man's getting beat the, uh, up, you know, his costume's being torn like it was in the first issue. He looks like he's about to die. I can actually see fear drawn pretty good in this issue here. Looks like Peter's actually very scared. For a second there, like he realizes that this could be it, possibly. Um, and MJ's calling enough, you know. She dives in, dives in there, and she's sorry, I can't lose you. He can't have you. Activates the spider device, puts it on Peter. It ends up tearing Wyatt in half, opening up an interdimensional portal. And half of him falls through. Uh, the Mathematics to figure uh, for the transporter did not take him close. Took him close enough to York to New York. It took him up to out. Took him, sorry, it took them close enough to New York. It took him outside York, Pennsylvania. Half of the Wyatt falls through, blows up the countryside. Spider-Man falls through. Here comes the other half, blows up another hole, and that is the end of it. It was. Interesting. I like the fact that this issue explained a bit. It explained as part of this, like, how does MJ have these kids? If they were truly running from for days, 
um, so far from this uh, creature. Time must work differently in this. I call it Hell York or Saboba. Or, um, you know, you know, time works differently here, but it made me question who Paul is. I hadn't liked Paul before this. I, I was no, I wasn't sure how if he was shady, if he was trustworthy. But then he's, he's banished here. Now it's an extra extra level of who the heck is this Paul? He was sent here with a message, and you know, kind of a thing. You know, for the guy, for the for the God. I just didn't quite understand that. I felt that the two pages of with Norman Osborn were not necessary for the book. A little prequel here. And I, I don't, I know. The only other, one of the issues I had is I didn't understand this talk about symbology. I felt Zeb Wells could have done a better job explaining this idea of symbology, other than just you just have to disrupt their symbology. You know, you have to know what these symbols mean at any particular time of day. You know, it's the symbols of you know, symbols of all types. It's all about symbols. Symbols, symbols, symbols. The emissary wants you. I just didn't quite understand it. You know, maybe it's my maybe if this is close enough to Aztec related storyline, it might be something I'm missing. But artwork was great. Story was a little confusing. I like the hack. This this progressed things further. It explain. It start. It's it's starting to build up a story where I can at least start to understand Paul and start to. After finished reading this issue, I said, "I see a path. I, I see a path where I could finally, if not ex like Mary Jane and Paul's relationship, at least see where it happened or how it happened, and at least be okay with how the story and how it happened, even if I don't want it. Because Mary Jane saves Peter Parker, saves Spider-Man." Because killing Spider-Man frees this creature. So two is one stone. Saves Peter. Keeps keep, keeps the god trapped. But. And also. Peter's safe. But Mary Jane's now trapped. Mary Jane's trapped in Sebulba. Where time runs differently. So we wondered. Who are these kids? Are they really Mary Jane's? Are these Paul's? You know. I don't know. You still don't know exactly, but we can see MJ looks like that if she is truly married to Paul in the present day, she spent years possibly with Paul trapped there. It's that whole Stockholm Syndrome kind of a thing. I don't know. They're both they're the only two people left in the world. They grew close at least, grew to be friends, you know, grew close, but then... It became more possibly. I at least understand. I at least understood where it was coming from. You know, I could understand where it was coming from at least. It made sense. But uh, I guess the picture's not here. If I remember, I'll I'll, show, I'll try and show the picture again here. But I'm not entirely convinced that these two kids. The girl looks like a spitting image of Mary Jane. I have no doubt, and um, I believe that I believe it's her daughter. But the boy, I have a theory that the boy is Peter's son. 
I have a fear that this is Peter's son. That MJ was pregnant when she went into this dimension and that she had the kids there and they were protected, whatnot, and or you know, kind of thing. Just I think because because Paul, I'll bring up Paul, picture of Paul here. Paul with those heavy eyebrows, the heavy eyebrows. At times, he has a darker complexion. Paul, to me, looks... Paul, to me, looks a little bit, you know, Hispanic, Mexican, or something like that. You know, Latino, whatever the appropriate title or word I'm supposed to be, I need to use is. Paul does you know, the kid, the boy does not look... The boy didn't, does not look like Paul. He does remind me a little bit of Peter, honestly. And so, I think it's possible that this is Peter's kid. Peter's and Mary Jane's kids. So, <laughs> I mean, that'd be kind of good, cool. Peter and Mary Jane have kids, but because she fell in, you know, she, she she was only dating Peter Parker at the time, so they're not married. Peter wouldn't break up anything, anything, you know, anybody, just because for his own happiness, he would take her account into, over his. So she's with Paul. Paul and her are raising Peter and Mary Jane's kids. It's, it's an interesting little thing. I'm still compiling all these theories, but I'm I can see a way that Mary Jane and Paul ended up together, and that I'm still not happy with the fact that Mary Jane and Peter are not together right now. I can at least understand the story and see the story as a decent story so far. They still has room. To, I mean, still room to screw it up, but. That's my uh, that's my uh, cam uh, opinion of that. Uh, grade, 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 grade. Symbology talk confused me. The two pages there, Norman in the beginning, I felt were unneeded with Norman and Kamala Khan, or Miss Khan. I would give this a an A, honestly, still right up there, an A. Um, little bit more issue with the story that uh, the stuff that was confusing. But I'm not going to grade it too harshly. I grade this one an A. Artwork great, story great. Zeb Wells, John Romita Jr. Keep up the story. I look forward to how it. Look forward to reading more of it. Which uh, issue number twenty three comes out today, which I'll be reviewing at the end of this. Uh, at the end of April. <clears throat> Excuse me. I apologize. End of April, beginning of May. I'll be doing that review. So. See you guys then for the next review of Amazing Spider-Man. Take care. Happy collecting. Thank you for listening to Comic Collector's Corner. We hope you enjoy the show. Please consider giving the podcast a follow and leave a review of the show on your favorite podcast platform. If you are interested in being a guest on the podcast, hit up the CCC up on Instagram under the Comic Collector's Corner or email me at mrcomics at aol.com. And that's MR underscore comics at AOL.com. Take care and have a good day.